Hello and welcome to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm your host, Antonio Barbera, and today on the show we'll be sharing tips, tools, and real-world examples of how to travel the world at little to no cost. I'm joined in our Washington, D.C. studio by managing editor of Travel at U.S. News, Aaron Shields. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So you're not only an expert at giving advice for travelers, but you also practice what you preach. We spoke uh, about a week ago about your personal travel using rewards, credit cards, points, miles, and after hearing how seriously you took free travel and how simple it seemed to me, I wanted to get you on here to, to share your insight. So we will get into your personal examples in a minute, but the first question I want to ask is what I think a lot of trip planners deal with when trying to find the best price. This is what happens with me. You start on one travel site, then that links to three of the best deal sites, and then those three link out to nine other sites, and suddenly you have 15 tabs open, you have no idea which are reputable, and you can't make heads or tails of your itinerary. So how do you, Aaron Shields, travel expert, how do you clear away all the noise when shopping for airfare or hotels? Yeah, I definitely agree. There's a lot of information out there and it can be really hard to wade through. For me, it's really helpful to pick the destination or destinations I'm thinking about traveling to first. Start there. If you know you want to go to the beach or if you want to visit Europe, you kind of do a little research about those destinations and pick those out first before you even start looking at deals, points, miles, hotels, flights, things like that. So once I decide on a destination, then I look a little bit more closely at the hotel options that are available, uh, see what's available, what gets good reviews, what the photos look like. Um, when I'm looking at reviews, I'll look at sites like TripAdvisor, uh, Google Reviews, Booking.com, even US News Travel to see, you know, what travelers are saying, what experts are saying about this hotel, how's the Wi-Fi, are the pools really nice, is it really hard to get a spot at the beach? The practical things. Obviously. So yeah, that's kind of, I would say start with your destination first, figure that out, and then move on to the hotels and the flights. So you've picked a destination, you're ready to start booking. At this point, let's look at one of the trips you took that we, that we discussed earlier, the trip to Italy. Uh, how did you plan out that trip to save as much as possible? Sure, so I had a wedding that I was attending in Italy, in northeastern Italy, a little bit outside of Venice. I knew that we had to fly into Venice, and I knew that it was going to be in August. Uh, so I started by taking a look at what flight options were available from DC, that's my home airport. What's really nice about that is we have a couple options. We got BWI, Reagan, and Dulles. Uh, I used Google Flights to kind of figure out what sort of airlines flew to Venice, uh, what, you know, what options were available. So I ended up finding that United had quite a few flights, and United is a really solid option for me because Dulles is a United hub, so there are always a lot of options for flights out of Dulles, whether it was to Italy or elsewhere down the road. United was also a good pick for me because I have a Chase Sapphire reserve card, and so you can use points from Chase Sapphire to transfer those to the United program as well. So I knew down the road it would be a good option. So you had that card already. That was not something that you bought that you applied for because of this trip. You already had it. So I had one card previously, and then I did apply for the United Mileage Plus Explorer card for this trip specifically. Okay. So for that one, it ended up being uh, 60,000 bonus points uh, that you get if you spend a certain amount. I got those points, and then I got the card in January, and then ended up booking it closer to April. That was the United card? Correct. Nice. Yeah. So then you took those points to the flight, and what percentage of the flight were you able to get 
free with those points. It covered the whole flight uh, with exception of taxes and fees. Uh, what was really also nice about the United card is that it covers two free checked bags if you are traveling on, if you book it on that card. Uh, so I paid for my taxes and fees on the card. I booked kind of the lowest fare available and you know they have the basic economy fares now. So if you have that card, you can still book a basic economy fare and check a bag if you need to. And you also get priority boarding, which is pretty cool as well. And so how, what were some of the qualifications for that card that you needed, some of the thresholds that you needed to meet in order to get those points? And then how quickly were you able to pay that off? Was that something that you had to spend a certain amount in a certain period of time before you could get the points? Yes, so pretty much for all the travel rewards cards, there's gonna be a threshold. It's typically somewhere between $2,000 and $4,000 you need to spend in anywhere from one to three months. I would definitely recommend that if you are looking at a travel credit card that you know that you can meet that because getting the bonus points is really gonna be the way that you are catapulted into those high points values to be able to get a lot of points to book the free stuff. Um, so yeah, I ended up getting, uh, it was spent $2,000 within three months to get the 60,000 bonus points. So I ended up doing it in about two months and then they came in. Uh, I just basically used what, that card for everything that I needed in those two months uh, and didn't use any of my other credit cards. So, so. Like January, February, March, right. you had already paid it off, you had the points and now you're off to Italy. Yes, off to Italy in August, very exciting. And so then what? happened after that in your itinerary? So after we flew to Italy, um, we decided we were going to be there for a little while, so let's check out some other destinations in Europe we haven't been to before. Uh, we ended up settling on Zurich in Switzerland and Split in Croatia because those were actually pretty cheap flights uh, using cash between uh, those different destinations. When you're traveling in Europe especially, one-way flights are really quite affordable if you're ever, once you get over there, definitely take advantage of kind of traveling to a couple different countries, I would say, because the flight from Venice to Zurich was about $113, uh, which we actually ended up getting more back from that because it was delayed extremely. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, so in the, in Wait, what, the did, what did you get back? What happened there? Uh, in the EU, they have a rule where if your flight is delayed or canceled by a certain amount of time, uh, depending on how long it was delayed uh, and depending on how long the uh, mileage is, you get between 200 and 600 euros back. So we ended up paying $113 for this flight and ended up getting $287 back <laughs> because it was delayed so long. Um, but so you're, you're in Europe without really spending a dollar. Then you get a $300 voucher. At this point, you're making money traveling. Sure, you were late. I suppose the one flight was delayed, but at this point you're uh, earning money while traveling. A little bit, yeah. And what was also nice about that is one of my other credit cards, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, uh, you get access to Priority Pass lounges. And those lounges, they have free food and drinks, Wi-Fi, really comfortable accommodations, better than kind of the hard seats that are in the airport. So we ended up just spending a couple hour, a couple extra hours in the lounge of the Venice airport, which was not that terrible. <laughs> Can you Do you have any information on the Chase Sapphire Reserve? card about what you need? Because I assume you've had that for a year or more. Yes. Uh, do you remember what the numbers are for that card in terms of what you have to qualify for in order to get points? Yes. So the Chase Sapphire Reserve uh, came out in 2016, and that was kind of one of the most highly touted cards because it had 100,000 bonus points if you met the threshold when you signed up. Wow. So I signed up for that one 
pretty much as soon as it came out because that was nice. a great deal. <laughs> um, so currently it's back down to 50,000 bonus points, but basically you just had to spend 4,000 uh, dollars within three months for that one. Now that one does come with a $450 annual fee, which does sound high, but with the card you also get $300 travel credit. So that can go toward a hotel, it can go toward Uber costs, it can go toward parking costs. Um, the travel, the way that Chase defines travel is fairly broad, which is really good kind of for the everyday consumer. That's great. So you're co combining all these deals, you're now in Zurich. Yes. So how did you, uh, how'd you use your points move going from there? Yeah, so in Zurich, uh, I had booked a hotel for two nights in the city center through the Chase Sapphire Reserve. Uh, using those points, I just booked it directly through the Chase portal, so they have a couple options. When you have that kind of card, you have a couple options. You can either transfer your points to an existing program like IHG or Marriott, for example, you can also book directly through the Chase portal, uh, and they have various smaller properties, boutique hotels, and they have some of the brand names on there as well. Um, so we just kind of picked a hotel that looked nice. Again, took a look at where it was located, looked up reviews, rooms looked nice, uh, everything looked pretty, pretty good, so we went ahead and booked that uh, for two free nights in Zurich there. And then where'd you go from there? So from Zurich, we went to Split, another cheap flight, about 150 bucks from Zurich That you to paid Split. out of pocket. Yes, you think paid that's out of pocket. So that's a, yeah, so in some cases, I find that if it's not terribly expensive and there aren't a ton of good options for points, you might as well just pay it out of pocket. So that was the choice that I made there. Uh, and then again, for Split as well, uh, there aren't a ton of hotels that, have, that you can use points with in Split. And Croatia is a fairly inexpensive city, so a lot of the Airbnb options were really, really cheap. So we ended up finding a really nice Airbnb for something like $70 a night, which was pretty solid. Right. And then, so you're not, you're, now you've gone to country number three. Yes. Uh, one more spot, I think, we talked about? That's true. We went back to London. So my boyfriend is from the UK, wanted to see some of his friends before we came back. Very nice. So we flew from Split to London, again, another cheap flight, I think it was $80 or something like that. Uh, and then in London, we used Hilton points. This time they were my boyfriend's Hilton points, but he, I, I spent the rest so of them. Step so. number two is to also travel with somebody who has points uh, in some way, shape, or form. Definitely helpful. So we used uh, Hilton points to stay at a hotel in uh, the city for that. Wow. So how long was the trip total, do you know, in days? So it was Roughly. about 12 days long. So you did 12 days, uh, four countries, I guess we could say. Do you know how much you ended up having to pay out of pocket versus what the approximate cost? I mean, it's several thousand dollars, I would assume, for all those flights and the hotels. But what did, what did you end up spending roughly? I think it was probably we spent about two thousand dollars. It probably was going to be closer to five or six thousand dollars we would have spent on flights and hotel stays and all that stuff. Wow, wow. So that's a prime example of using a credit card with travel rewards. Um, but then for a different trip altogether, you used a hotel rewards card, which we have. We also, when we prepped, we did. I talked about the Aruba trip, uh, which. Aaron turned to me and said, well, it had been a while since I'd been to the Caribbean. Uh, so this is, we were truly dealing with a seasoned world traveler here. So what did you use for hotel rewards for this Aruba trip? 
Yes. So again, yeah, it's been a little while since I've been the Caribbean. Uh, interested in a little sun sand, some umbrella drinks. <laughs> Sounds like a great trip. I usually have a pretty big project that finishes up in February, so I like to plan a nice little trip to look forward to every year. So that's what this trip ended up being. I started kind of researching around June, uh, what kind of you know, where I might want to go, what are the hotel options, and things like that. Um, I did know that I wanted to use Hilton because, uh, again, traveling with a partner or traveling with a family where you have um, other people who have rewards points, it's really good to be able to use those together. There are a lot of programs where you can combine your points. So Hilton, Marriott, and Hyatt all let you pool your points together to redeem free nights, which is really nice. So I did know that I was going to be doing a Hilton uh, so I looked at uh, Aruba, Jamaica, a couple places in Mexico, uh, and Aruba looked like the, the best bet. So I ended up applying for the Hilton Honors Surpass card in July 2019. That one had a 130,000 bonus points sign-up bonus uh, if you spent $2,000 in three months, which again, just making sure that I use that card for everything rather than my other cards. It's not terribly hard to do if you're Dining out, DC is an expensive city. <laughs> dining out, if you you know have groceries, um, bills to pay, and things like that, it really is not terribly difficult. Uh, at least for me, it wasn't too hard. Uh, so yes, applied in July 2019. Ended up meeting the bonus by the end of August 2019, uh, and then we ended up just booking it a couple weeks ago. So what was great about that also with some certain or with certain programs, if you are redeeming points for free nights. If you stay for four nights, you will get the fifth night free. So Hilton and Marriott also offer that. Only if you're using points. Correct. Right. Um, and another really great thing about when you do use points, I don't know if you've seen lately, but the resort fee has been a big thing, urban sure. destination fee, whatever they want to call it. Hotels are tacking on some extra some extra fees onto, onto your journey, and it ends up being a lot more expensive than you might think it is going to be. If you're booking with points, uh, for Hilton specifically, you get the resort fee waived. It's covered in your points. So you really are only going to end up having to pay a little bit of taxes and fees on that. Save some of the fees, saved on a night. Yeah, so we There's are all going, points that you got included anyway. True. End it's of, just that simple. Yeah, end of February. So we're going to be going for five nights. And yeah, it's a nice resort right on the beach. So you've combined a lot of cards in, in some of these, or you've combined some cards, I'll say, in, in a lot of these instances. And we want to make sure that we give, we're about 15 minutes in here, we want to give the caveat that not everyone should just run out and grab 10 rewards credit cards and, and not worry about any repercussions. You have to be careful, you have to make sure that you're going to pay off all these fees, all these um, thresholds that you have to meet. I think one way you did it strategically was you never got multiple cards at the same time. You sort of staggered them throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one big thing that people might not realize when they're kind of starting to look into getting into working with travel rewards credit cards. Uh, if you're not going to hit that bonus, it's really probably not going to be worth it. And if you're not going to be able to pay off the card in full, it's definitely not going to be worth it because the interest rates on these cards are much, much higher than your average credit card. So you don't want to work yourself into debt to get a, to get free travel because it's not worth it and it's not going to make any sense. So start with one, let's say. Yeah. Make sure, see how good you are at, at meeting those minimum requirements and then, and then go from there. Can you go through your current stable of rewards credit cards and which ones get the most use? I know we've touched on, on a few of them already, but... 
Yeah, absolutely. So I currently have four main ones that I use, uh, the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, the Chase Freedom Unlimited, which we haven't talked about yet, but that one is a complimentary card uh, to the Chase travel cards, and you get uh, one and a half times, uh, one and a half points per dollar spent on everything. That one's also no fee, uh, but the Chase Sapphire Reserve is really solid if you spend a lot of money on dining, uh, travel, uh, that one's gonna be three points per dollar spent on either anything travel or food related, and then one point per dollar spent on anything else. Plus you get a credit for a global entry fee, priority pass lounge access, you get some insurance coverage on um, your flights, uh, your hotel stays, and uh, in car rental situations as well, which is really good. And there are no tra foreign transaction fees. So when you're abroad, you know you can use that card. The Third one I have is United Explorer card. So that one is you're gonna get two points per dollar spent on anything in United and then also on restaurants and hotels and then one point per dollar spent for everything else. You also get some two United Club passes per year. So that's another kind of nice little perk. Plus, like I mentioned, the free check bags and the priority boarding. And then the last one is the Hilton Surpass, which uh, you get 12 points per dollar spent on Hilton stays, six points per dollar spent on dining, gas and groceries, and three points per dollar spent on everything else. And then you automatically get gold status with that Hilton card. So you are one, or yeah, gold status. So with that, you can get perks at Hilton hotels like free breakfast. So the whole time we're gonna be in Aruba, we'll get free breakfast for every day of our nice. stay just because we have that card. There's the four main ones I had. In the past, I've had the Southwest Rapid Rewards card. And then before I had the Sapphire Reserve, I had the lower level, which is the Sapphire Preferred card, which is a really great, starting option, I think, for people who are looking to get into it, because that one has a much lower $95 annual fee. Uh, same, a similar. Than the, than the Chase Sapphire. Yes, so the Chase Sapphire Reserve has Reserve. $450, oh. and then the Chase Sapphire Preferred is 95, but you still get two points per dollar spent on travel and food and similar protections as well. And with the Chase Sapphire ones, those are the ones I was talking about previously, where you can either choose to transfer your points to say United or Southwest or Marriott, or you can book directly through their portals. I wanna take a moment here to discuss, and I have this in quotes, the spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> traveling for free uh, or on the cheap uh, does require organization, and you take that pretty seriously. I was able to look over some of your Excel spreadsheets and you document not only the costs, but also the activities. Can you talk about uh, about that process a little bit, that organization process that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I use Google Sheets. I think they're really helpful uh, to kind of be able to visualize everything in a trip. I also like to be very prepared when I go to a destination and think of everything that could possibly happen or that I could possibly want to do ahead of time. Not to say that I'm going to do all of those things, uh, but just so I don't waste time on my vacation flipping through my phone, looking on TripAdvisor, trying to decide what to do or where to eat Which or things every, like that. I feel like everybody does that Yeah, because you waste time. a lot of time doing that. And when I'm on vacation, I want to have an idea, a couple ideas of what I want to do or where I want to go. Uh, so yeah, I find Google Sheets really helpful for that. And if you're traveling with a partner or with a group, you can obviously share that with them. They can add their input. If you have friends or family who've been to the destination before, you can ask them for recommendations for restaurants, bars, activities, and have them add it to the sheet. Uh, so I find it's a very helpful, helpful tool to use in my travel planning. I also use the sheets to keep track of how many points I have, what my account numbers are, you know, where, which, Trans which partners transfer to what for the credit cards and things like that. 
so with that with this organization and knowing all this information how much i in the past few years if you had to combine your trips together using points how much do you think that you've been able to save I actually did calculate that just for this podcast. Okay, excellent. This <laughs> so, is verified numbers that we're talking about. Here. This is true. Okay. Yeah. So All I right. started with, uh, I started in April 2015 with the Southwest card. Really um, taking this seriously. Yeah, and then start and then got the next the Chase Sapphire Preferred card. And so since the spring of 2015, I've gone on dozens of trips and use them for all kinds of flights and hotels. It's been about $9,000 in free travel. Nice. Uh, probably taken down to about 7,000 considering the annual fees, but still about $7,000 net in free travel. And you're also traveling, right? You're seeing exotic places all over yeah, the world. Yeah, all kinds of cool places. And going on those Car Caribbean trips every so often. <laughs> yes. So then for what is a realistic timetable? For somebody listening to this podcast, trying to start looking for the right card, the right trip, uh, the right location, and planning it out with enough time that they can get the card, spend, get the points, and then have the trip planned. How much time do you think somebody like that needs, realistically? I would probably say at least six to nine months you want to be looking. Uh, between six and nine months to get the card, and then try and hit the, hit the bonus by at least six, three to six months before, and get ready to book. Do these cards have time that you need to spend this money in? Yes, so pretty much all of them are, you need to spend a certain amount within three months. Okay. Um, I also, if I know I have a lot of expenses coming up, if I have a conference I'm going to that I need to pay for, or if I've got, I know I'm gonna have a lot of holiday shopping coming up, um, I might apply for a card when I know I'm gonna have a lot of expenses coming up. And then again, just making sure that you're using the card for everything and just that card because then you'll be able to make meet your bonus. So this this quicker. may be a good time to start looking at that first card with holiday shopping right around the corner? Yeah, I definitely think so. Okay. And then it's about six to nine months. Yes. To to plan out spending everything that you need to spend to get the points, finding that destination ahead of time like you mentioned, and then planning around that destination. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good ballpark. And we'll send uh, Aaron's spreadsheets <laughs> to anybody who, who wants to know if you want a different template. restaurants and places to go in different <laughs> cities. What are some of the biggest mistakes travelers are making today to not take advantage of these points and of this value? I think there are a couple. I think, so obviously we've talked a lot about credit cards, but there are a lot of other ways that you can get bonus points or points in general. Uh, some of the ways include signing up for uh, different dining portals. So if you link your credit card and your rewards program. Uh, United has a dining portal. Uh, Hilton has a dining portal. So if you have it linked, and you can link it and not even think about it, and then uh, you'll get extra bonus points for dining at certain places. So for example, a couple months ago, I was somewhere in Baltimore. I went out to eat. I used that card. I didn't even know that it was on this portal, but I got an email like the next day that said, hey, you earned 200 bonus points for dining here, thanks. So that's kind of an out of sight, out of mind, easy way to earn some points. Another really good way, again, with the holidays coming up is through shopping. A lot of these um, credit card have, uh, offer shopping portals where you can basically visit the site through the credit card. Um, so for Chase, for example, 
I took a look at all the offerings that they have, so everywhere from you know Macy's to Under Armour to Best Buy, they're offering anywhere uh, from you know two points per dollar spent to up to twenty points per dollar spent in some cases. So if you're gonna be buying your nephew some you know Ravens gear uh, for Sounds the holiday like for the holidays, and you want to get it from Under Armour, uh, just go through that portal and you can get extra points on something that you were already gonna buy anyway. Other mistakes I would say is if travel is something that you're really interested in and you really want to be traveling, um, using a debit card instead of using a travel <laughs> credit card might be a little bit of a problem. Erin <laughs> may or may not be pointing at me when she talks about my spending habits here, but a lot of people are afraid of the credit card. They, they think the debit card is so much safer, so it's such, they hesitate in using a credit card, but you're saying, you know, let go a little bit, be responsible with the credit card, but but take advantage of what it can offer. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you really kind of are paying attention and you're budgeting correctly, you can do, you would be doing the same thing as if you were using it on your debit card. It just wouldn't be coming out immediately. It'd be the same amount. It, just, it would just be at a later date. Um, and with that amount, you could be earning thousands of points to be able to get a free flight uh, to Aruba or to get a free stay in Aruba. It's just that simple. Uh, really, I brought you on here just so that I could plan out my future trips. This has nothing to do with anybody else. What other mistakes? What about hoarding points? I know a lot of people talk about they want to save these points for, for 20 years and then never pay for a flight again for the rest of their lives. You say that's maybe not the greatest idea. Yeah, that's another great point. So there are some people who maybe down the line really want to take business class flight and they are not people who travel super often, uh, so they might get those bonus points, but they might need hundreds of thousands of more points to ever be able to get that business flight. So for me, I really like to take advantage and use my points to get as much free travel as I can. Another thing you can never you know, know is if down the road these various rewards programs are gonna end up devaluing these points or changing their programs we've seen. A lot of changes in the rewards travel space over the last couple of years. Um, so you kind of never know what's going to happen. So if you have the points, uh, or you should definitely use them, or if you know that you want to travel somewhere, uh, set that goal, get the points, and redeem them for the free hotel stay or free flight. What does US News travel offer to, to help with planning a trip? So we have quite a lot of offerings on our site. So you have you know, our vacation rankings where you can take a look at the best Caribbean beaches or the best small towns to visit in the USA or uh, the best affordable family vacations around the world. So if you're doing a little bit of research, you can take a look at our site and see those. And then within those destinations, we have full travel guides, which offer information on things to do, where to eat, when to visit, uh, if it's going to be, you know, really crowded and the hotel prices are high or if it's going to be a little bit more of the shoulder season so you won't have to share the beach with hundreds of other people. We also have a lot of information on travel rewards so we do rank the best airline and best hotel rewards programs and kind of try and break it down for consumers so it's a little bit easier to understand. A lot of people obviously want to get that free night or free flight so that weighs very heavily in our rankings uh, so the programs that perform really well are the ones where it's going to be the easiest to get a free flight or a free night. Finally, Aaron, as we close up here, what is your uh, sort of your last best nugget of advice for travel shoppers? And then I want to know, sort of in parentheses, what's that next trip that, that you're looking at to, to start organizing? 
Sure. So I think my best piece of advice is going to be just don't stress out too much. Uh, we've talked a lot about, about a lot of different things today, and travel is really supposed to be fun. It should be something that you should be looking forward to. So if you implement kind of some of the strategies I talked about and you are interested in using points and miles to do free travel, as long as you're able to do your research and organize and plan things out in advance, it's definitely something that you can make happen. And then where, uh, where are we looking to go here? So, well, obviously we have Aruba in February, but after that, the next trip, we are planning a trip to Charleston in May and then another trip to the UK in June. Nice. So, that hopefully you'll pay a few hundred dollars for instead of a few thousand dollars. Yes, that's always the goal. Aaron, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and, and sharing your secrets. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try all these tips and then we'll come back a year from now and, and we'll see how much I've traveled uh, using points instead of my debit card. <laughs> Where can our listeners find more of your work and advice? Absolutely, if uh, they head on over to travel.usnews.com, we've got information on best hotels, travel rewards programs, cruise lines, destinations, vacations, and more. And where can they find you on social media? I am at Aaron K. Shields on Twitter. Aaron, thanks again for coming on, and a thank you to our listeners as well. Please subscribe to our podcast, rate it, comment on it, and if you have finance questions related to travel you'd like answered on future shows, please email wealthofknowledge at usnews.com. We'll review your emails, and we'll try to answer a few on the next episode. Finally, for more information on airfare, hotels, and cruises, check out travel.usnews.com. Thanks for listening to Wealth of Knowledge. I'm Antonio Barbera. See you next week.